What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to our second pay-per-view point edition of Smart Out Moments Smack Talk podcast that we are going to be doing today. We just talked about the NXT TakeOver War Games predictions, and now we have to go to the next event, which is going to be the following night after that, Survivor Series 2017 predictions, which of course is an even bigger show, so we've got a lot more to talk about when it comes to that. Uh, people talking about that, at the very least, uh, is going to be myself, of course, Tony Mango, and Callum Wiggins. Uh, to anyone who has come here from the NXT War Games show, I can only apologize. <laughs> yes, Drew is not joining us on this one, but he sends his regards and says, uh, basically, fuck Charlotte and Jinder Mahal's the man. I'm, I'm pretty sure he said, eh, eh, yeah, guys, eh. <laughs> a little bit of that, too. Uh, but yeah, we are going to be talking about the Survivor Series card, which, you know, a lot of pay-per-views, the breakdown ends up being me going, you know, I'm not that interested in this match. I'm not a big fan of this. This build has sucked. This is whatever. And if you would have talked to me two weeks ago, I would have been really down on some of this card because this has been such a chaotic mess. They've been rebooking things left and right, rewriting matches, changing champions just for the sake of a potential match. And I'm a little bit worried that at least one of these titles is changing hands again right after Survivor Series, potentially two, but I, I don't think that that's necessarily the case anymore. But by now, this card is fucking awesome. I am into every match on this card except for one, essentially. And that's pretty cool. So for the people that say that I don't like anything, get ready for a lot of, and this is cool, and that is cool. And the people that are going to go, well, you're a bunch of marks, and you just fucking like everything. My God, can I not please you people? <laughs> you know what I mean? But Callum, your impressions of this whole thing, just generally speaking, what do you, uh, what's your mindset going into this Sunday? Okay, so I'm going to start by addressing the people that do think that, or do enjoy it when we go into our crotchety old men phase. Um, the few, the build up to this card has been wildly chaotic and has actually featured some really good actual television that has had some direction towards it. That being said. They've had to make a lot of changes on the fly just for this card, which I think means that they had ideas in the first place and then realised they were bad ideas mm -hmm. and worked desperately to fix them rather than try and address those over time and start building people up to the level that they want them to be at, namely someone like Jinder Mahal or Natalia, just somebody who, oh, we gave the title to and then we have to completely change it because you're not good enough to be in the big match that we want, wanted you to be in. That's kind of the idea that I'm thinking of. Well, Natalia, also, I'll make the argument that the Natalia thing, I think, was planned out a little potentially, bit. Potentially. I, the Jinder Mahal thing, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, and my other big, I guess, rant about this card is the fakeness of the Raw versus SmackDown rivalry and how it's been very conveniently placed this stuff i mean obviously you get the sense that survivor series the robbers smackdown thing there's going to be a rivalry there anyway and they built the show last year around this stuff but it just seems that it was so they they kind of rushed from point a to point z really really quickly it's like 
oh, we had some going to have some friendly competition at Survivor Series, and now we're just beating you up and invading your show. And it seemed very artificial to me. That being said, I think they've done a really good job of like steadying things up, compl- creating some really compelling television, some really good matches along the way. And this card is one of the most stacked shows, I think, in the past 10 years. In terms of just the talent involved, the matches that are being taken place, the champion versus champion aspect of a lot of these matches. It's like for somebody who's a fan of WWE, it's a, a virtually unmissable event, mm-hmm. which is just what you want. It's I'd say that if everything was to go as well as it potentially could go, this is like show of the year nailed down. It definitely seems like it. And this is a huge step up from TLC because that card was also chaotic, but it was for two different reasons. One of them being that they had the illness factor and you kind of can't blame them too much for that. But even before that happened, they still had a really shitty card. Yeah. This seems like they woke up and the the chaos that's been... Yeah, like... the whole issue with um the thing being hectically switched around and everything like that, I would rather them realize their mistake before the pay-per-view and fix it like they did than to try to be stubborn about it and to say, no, 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 we made the right decision to start. Fuck you all. We're not going to change anything, you know? Yeah. So what, I'm sa- what we're saying is thank you, WWE, for realizing you fucked up for a number of months <laughs> and decided to fix everything in one week. So. You fucked up. You fucked up. We're going to start that chant. Yeah. And it's like, you fixed it. You fixed it. Because, <laughs> man, this really did change. And, I mean, it changed frequently. This wasn't one of those things where it was like one match changed and that's all the difference. No, this went back and forth all over the place. Yeah, only one of the champion versus champion matches is the same as when Survivor Series was initially announced. Still the same competitors in it. All the other ones have changed. And the people that have been on the card for, like, the elimination matches, like, those team members have changed. We've gotten, like, the cruiserweight title match has been moved to the pre-show, which was, like, that's clearly something that they were just kind of like, oh, crap, well, we don't have space for this. Let's move that to the pre-show, that kind of a thing. But there's some people missing on the card, and some of them we could nitpick and say, like, they should have had a match. But at the same time, I'm looking at the card and it's like, where would you put them? You know? Exactly. Like, we might as well address one of the elephants in the room. Jinder Mahal went from being the WWE champion fighting Brock Lesnar to not being on the card. Yeah, he wasn't even on the latest episode of SmackDown either. Uh... Well, just for a quick, uh, hey, I'm going to win that title back backstage thing. Oh, right. Yeah, well... Just that, that barely counts. Mm. It's just, it's the, um, I guess he's now in the position that everyone wanted him to be in the entire time that he was WWE champion, which is absolutely nowhere near a card at all. <laughs> I mean, I do feel sorry for him to an extent. I know I've always been on the, oh, Jinder Hall's not a real champion. I can't take him seriously. He's a complete jobber. But like the match that he had with AJ Styles for the championship in Manchester was really good. And the heat that he was generating, and that's because people were so desperate to see Styles win the title. And you can only really get to that point if you really don't like the champion that's currently there. 
So say what you want about how he was getting a negative reaction as a, a heel or as a champion, but it worked in the end. It created a, a really memorable moment that's going to stand the test of time. So, so long as they don't just twitch, uh, switch the title back again. But I don't think that they're going to do that. Well, I thought they were initially going to do that, but now they've like curtailed the tour of India, and he's going to be fighting Triple H in India, which means he's going to lose in India. So it's it's going to be quite exciting to see that. Actually, I think he'll win. I hope so. I've always like like we're going to um, well, another part that I'm going to be running on when we get to the elimination match is the massive Triple H Stephanie McMahon ego trip stuff, which constantly rears its head during these moments, but. Hopefully Triple H does the right thing and puts him over. Yeah, well, we're going to be bouncing around on this card probably back and forth. So if you're uh, kind of a fan of more of a structured thing, apologies. But we will start things off at least a little bit uh, in somewhat order with that pre-show match. It's the Cruiserweight Championship. Enzo Amore is going to be defending against Kalisto. And this is the one match that I just really don't care about. And... I hate to start off with like the thing I don't care the about at all, but it's like that's the scenario. Like the cruiserweight championship is the only title on the line, yet it's not going to change hands. It's they're not going to invest all that much in Kalisto going forward instead of Enzo. So what do I care? You know, I'd rather see a PowerPoint presentation. Definitely. Uh, yeah, this is the only non like branded brand versus brand match it definitely holds even though this is the only match with a championship online it feels like it holds the least importance out of any match on the card Mm -hmm. it's definitely the match that the fans would care least about it's probably going to be the worst match of the night as well because Enzo Amore's not been that great in the ring Kalisto although can be very good is also botch prone and doesn't get any sort of positive reaction anymore um, I'm just looking forward to this feud being over after this match, which I am hopeful that Enzo Amore wins. And then you can either, well, there's a lot of people that are potentially coming into the cruiserweight division soon with Hideo Itami, Rockstar Spud, Neville potentially coming back as well. There's a lot of interesting opportunities. Kalisto isn't an interesting opportunity. So just let him have his final shot and then get him out of this picture. Yeah, and I mean, they did this whole thing with his birthday last night on 205 Live, and that was just sort of lame, and uh, I'm just not feeling it. Was it a good birthday thing? It was a better birthday than for Rex Banner, that's for sure. It's kind of a deep cut, if people like it. <laughs> uh, I, hope but, we do have, I hope we do have a lot of Simpsons fans, because otherwise there's a lot of stuff that's going over people's heads. Right? Probably, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, this is Enzo's match. He's going to win. Whether he does it through cheating or he just legit wins, he's going to retain. And it's going to be on the pre-show. So it's a two-hour pre-show, and there are rumors that they're going to add another match to the card for the pre-show. Could you imagine another like uh, Survivor Series elimination match? I don't think so. I mean, I'm thinking if they were to do that just like as a warm-up thing, they could throw in some people that just are big enough that they should probably be on Survivor Series, but not big enough to be on the main show. I'm thinking people like Jason Jordan, obviously. Rusev. Uh, Rusev, yeah. Uh, obviously, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn don't have a match, but I don't think... Well, we, we might go on to discuss them a little bit later. Yeah, there's but, there's a couple people 
Damien, I'm just going to spoil it. There's a couple people that I think are deliberately not on the card because they might make interferences. Mm. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, and people like Gallows and Anderson. We, I know we're not going to get the Bludgeon Brothers. They've pretty much said that they're going to be making their re-debut on SmackDown next week. So you can rule them out. I don't think that we're probably going to get some kind of a thing backstage with the Fashion Files, but that's a possibility. That could be another thing that they just add. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked at all if Jinder Mahal pops up on the pre-show panel and that's the only role that he has. I think he has some role. But he could be, like, there could be another thing with him against somebody on Raw or, like, he could be leading a team of other people. Somebody mentioned it. I forget who it was. Sorry, I can't give you credit. Somebody, though, brought up the idea, what about doing a battle royal? And I was like, you know what? I'd be okay with that. Like you do uh 10 people from each brand kind of a thing. That'd be kind of cool. I don't think they're going to do it, but yeah. And you have Mark Henry win. I'd be, to, I'd be fine with that show. Yeah, <laughs> like Mark Henry. Oh, yeah. Always cool with him winning. Uh, But yeah, we've got the good brothers aren't on the card. We've got Bray Wyatt. He's not there. Jason Jordan, as you mentioned, Elias. So maybe we're going to get like an Elias musical performance or something. Uh, there's a chance that they could do some kind of crossover stuff. Maybe it's like Elias pops up in the background of a Fashion Files thing. Like, Oh, like, could you could you imagine um, a duet between Elias and Aiden English? Hey, you know what? That's another thing. Why not? Like the, cool the Rusev, a massive Rusev Day performance. That actually, that's got a better chance of happening than something like the Battle Royal does. And it could be just like, well, I'm mad that I'm not representing my brand. I'm mad that I'm not representing my brand. Shut up, people. We not, we're going to sing, you know? Yeah, that, 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 I definitely would be on board with that. So it all boils down to Enzo's retaining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the pre-show, I, I got a feeling even though it's going to be two hours, it's probably going to be mostly skippable. But we'll see. And uh, at the very least, if they don't put any other matches that are on the card on the pre-show, at least we know that the main card looks solid, rock solid. Yeah. This yeah, is oh, a yeah. hell of a card. And mm-hmm. I guess uh, let's just pick a random one here. Let's go Usos versus The Bar. I really like this matchup. And I started off by saying that when they dropped off the Ambrose and Rollins versus the Usos, I was like, ah, oh, this is a downgrade. But it's worth it. Because we're getting the Shield versus the New Day. The Usos yes. versus the Bar, on paper, it's pretty much even. They're both in their third title reign this year. Both tag teams have been around for a long enough time frame where we know that they're not just like a random pairing kind of deal. I mean, the Usos have always been together, so... They've got a little bit of an edge when it comes to that, but they're on the same sort of scale. Like they're not, it's not like the shield versus Heath Slater and Rhino where you know that clearly it's a one-sided thing. This could go either way. And I keep going back and forth between who I think is going to win. And it, it boils down to essentially to me, if the bar wins this, then I think the men of the elimination match when for SmackDown it's 50, 50, those two matches, I think hinge on each other. So if raw wins the, uh, elimination match for the men, 
then I think that the Usos win. It totally depends on that. So when we see the Usos versus the bar, whoever wins that match is going to make me go, oh, okay, now I think that the men's match is going to go this certain way. I'll kind of explain that a little bit more in detail when we start breaking down the other matches, but what's your uh, philosophy about this? What do you think of with Usos and the bar? Um, really excited about the match. It has a, a history attached to it because these were the last two teams in the uh, big tag team match in the previous Survivor Series, the um, the 10 team uh, match. It came down to the Usos versus Sheamus and Cesaro. So it's basically come full circle and now they're representing their their brands as their champions. Um, they've both been exceptional. They've both been producing like fantastic matches all the time this year. Like, I can't think of a single bad match, at least on pay-per-view, that either of these teams have had this entire year. The Usos and the New Day have been killing it. The Bar and the Shield were having stellar matches. Yeah, the Bar and the Shield and the Bar and the Hardys as well were having great matches. Uh, even the Bar and the New Day, like, really early in the year as well. Uh, it's uh, It's definitely a really solid pairing. I'm personally, I mean, I've been building up the wins and losses thing based around the idea that I think the final match is going to decide it, obviously, because that's the way you would logically do it. Um, and because I think the final match is going to be the Team Raw versus Team SmackDown match, then it has to even out at some point. So based on that logic, I've decided to go with the Usos to win this match. I think they're the more, not so much the more cohesive team. The, the bar have gone past their like, lover spat phase and now they're a solid unit. But I think the Usos have just edged it a little bit more this year in terms of quality, and I think they just deserve the win. At the end of the day, I don't think this match is going to sway things too much one way or the other. And you could really just flip a coin and say, okay, this person's going to win this match and this person's going to win this match up until like the two or three matches, which are really like at the top end of things. So I'll just go with the Usos for now. Yeah, this is the one match that I think could go either way, for the most I part. Think, I just think this is the one match that has no chance of interference. Yeah, you know what? That's a good... Well, actually, no, I think there's another one. Yeah, potentially one more, but I think this this is one where you just... there's There, there wouldn't really be any justification for somebody to come in and interfere. No, the only people feuding with them are... Well, I mean, the only people feuding with them that could potentially do that are Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin, but I don't think they're going to do that. No, I think they're going to be seeing Survivor Series out. So right now we both have... Well, yeah, for the most part, you know what? (sighs) Mate, take take Uh, a side. (laughs) Be a man. You know, I'm going to wait to say. You're saying the Usos. I'm going to leave mine blank for now. That's such a cop-out. Um, but it's because I i don't want to spoil what I'm thinking for another match for later on. So I'll come back to it. Okay. Uh, as long as but, you do actually make a prediction. I will at the end. Because uh, I already wrote up a full article on Bleach Report. So <laughs> uh, Another match that could potentially go either way, but I do think is leaning one way more so than the other, is The Miz versus Baron Corbin. The Miz is going to be the babyface here. Definitely. But Baron Corbin has to win. Again, I agree with that. You, you need to because 
I don't want to say the Miz can lose essentially any match because he's definitely getting the short end of the stick a lot these last couple of months. He's the Intercontinental Champion and people love him because he's his promos are consistently fantastic. He always demands to be the center of attention during any segment he's involved in. But he keeps losing and it's a bit of a, a worry that Oh, so Miz is going to face Roman Reigns. Miz loses. Miz is going to face Braun Strowman. Miz loses. Miz is going to face the Shield with whoever they're facing with. Miz loses. It's 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 becoming a little bit repetitive. And I know he's his credibility comes from his promos, not from his wrestling ability, because he usually relies on interference to win matches, which is fine. He's like the smarmy, uh, self obsessed heel. So it makes sense. And out of the two, Baron Corbin definitely needs a bit more credibility as an actual, like, dominant force in the ring. I mean, it boils down to, he's the bigger guy. So he's the guy that should be winning the match. And the only way he doesn't, I think, is if the Miztourage do get involved. And, like, they can write that off as, like, well, that was a distraction, and then the Miz wins. But... The Miz being able to pin Baron Corbin, I think, hurts the uh, the whole Baron Corbin situation. Even though he did just lose like these matches to Sin Cara out of nowhere, but yeah. that was a weird ass situation. I don't, like, I just don't know what they're doing. I don't know how they're handling Baron Corbin poorly. I know I've said that. Well, yeah, <laughs> I know they've said they've had a lot of good television recently, but it's based the stuff with Baron Corbin and Sin Cara has been just really bizarre. And the reason I don't, haven't really like used that to drag down my enjoyment of WWE in the past few weeks is because I just don't care about Baron Corbin. And that's it hasn't always been that case, but now he's gotten to a point where, yeah, I don't really care if he's holding a title, if he's not holding a title, who he's feuding with, whatever. I really just find myself tuning out when Corbin's competing. I mean, his theme song is amazing. It's one of my favourite new theme songs. It's crazy what some lyrics can do to just some really generic music, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think he needs the, if if they have any intention of building Corbin up as a big star with the United States Championship, I think he needs to win this match. And I think he needs a solid feud. I think he needs to start going up against Randy Orton. Yeah, I think either. I mean, I would say Nakamura as well, but I don't really want them to go back to the Nakamura. Corbin feud after earlier this year, so yeah, Orton probably makes the most sense. Either Orton or um or a babyface Rusev, I think. My mm. two ideas for it. I think Rusev should be turning face soon. Him and him and English. It's just because of the Rusev day thing. Because that's the new that's the new the list is the uh is Rusev. <laughs> the new like stupid thing that people get behind. <laughs> yeah, there's so many like you see that all the gifts and stuff like that. It seemed that like Luke Harper was um tweeting all of this stuff which saying, uh, it's Thursday, you know what that means, or it's Friday, you know what that means. He was doing that for like a week <laughs> or so, and then people were just constantly responding with it's Rusev Day, just gifts. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. I know that Dane is gonna be celebrating Rusev Day, so I can't wait to hear all the things about that. Mm. But yeah, Baron Corbin, his status right now is sadly it's what it's been for a while where they like they they fucked him up. That's the thing. Like Corbin could have gotten to this level at this time last year. It yeah. took him an entire year to get to this point. 
And he's lost so many things in the way. So they have to basically rebuild him back up, like almost from NXT. They gave him that Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal win. They did nothing with him. He gets these shots against people like John Cena and the potential Intercontinental title with uh, Dean Ambrose. Doesn't win. Money in the Bank loses it. I don't think he should have been champion at the time, but still, it was something that was like he could have held it for a little bit longer. United States title starts losing to Sin Cara. It's like, you need to give this guy a win. If he loses to The Miz here, I love The Miz. He's one of my favorites, but he shouldn't beat Baron Corbin. No, not in this situation. And Miz is one of my favorites as well. So it does pain me to say that a little bit, especially because I want him to actually win a few matches. But he's he's got more credibility surrounding him that he can take this loss. Corbin actually needs it because he's struggling right now. Yeah, he needs it. Miz doesn't need it. Mm. So we have two for SmackDown there. So you got two for SmackDown, and I've got one and a question mark at the moment. Trying yeah, to keep worry. tally of this kind of thing. Yeah, don't worry. The Raw stuff is coming soon. Not quite yet, though, because I'm going to go with uh, Alexa Bliss versus Charlotte Flair here, and I'm going 100% Charlotte Flair winning. Yes, that's that's my other uh, SmackDown win. So you picked all three of my SmackDown wins for like b- before the main event. Mm-hmm. It, it just makes sense. Charlotte's the better wrestler. She's the bigger wrestler. They, they've given her the title for a reason, and that's because... They wouldn't, they wouldn't like have her lose immediately to Alex Bliss, or just one like a few days after winning the championship. No, they are giving her that push, and for once, I'm actually kind of okay with it. I think oh, yeah. that Charlotte's been overrated in a lot of ways, but I think that she is at a level right now where the babyface pop works. She, like you said, she's she has every advantage over Alexa Bliss in this match. She's taller, more experienced, has one more title reign. Like, there's no reason Alexa Bliss should win this match. I do like Alexa Bliss more, and if she were to win, I wouldn't be upset. But logically speaking, this is Charlotte Flair's win, and it's another one for SmackDown. And I think that this is one of the few guarantees of the night. Well, I'd say... It's nearly a guarantee. There's one nagging doubt in my mind, and that's Carmella's briefcase. It would be the weirdest thing in a champion versus champion match to have a cash-in, because first of all, there's the confusion about what title Carmella's going after, which I know before it'd be cleared up quite quickly. But say the Raw Women's Elimination match happens before this and SmackDown lose, maybe there's just some sort of well, either anxiousness or, like, complaining backstage, and Carmella decides to try and seize an opportunity to capture the title. That's the one, like, Mm. thing that's, like, a nagging doubt in my mind. But other than that, I think Charlotte's pretty much got locked down. That's the only thing that I think could stop Charlotte from winning this match. I don't have a whole lot of faith in a a cash-in. I'm still eyeing up Starcade. Yeah, I'm still seeing that as the... That's that's where I think it's going to happen, but I just un- unlike with the when Corbin was holding briefcase, I think Carmella's done a good job of like presenting the fact that she could cash in at any time. So I still have it always in the back of my mind that she does have that briefcase. She she could cash it in at any moment. So I'm not going to rule it out entirely. So we're both going Charlotte here. 
Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we're going to go with the same people on the next one. Shield versus the New Day. Yeah, New Day. Not Shield. Yeah, of course it's Shield. There's no way in hell that the New Day's winning this. And I love the New Day. They are my favorite tag team of the past God knows how many years. Clearly one of my favorite tag teams of all time. But they are flat out losing. There is no chance in hell. That's yeah. another one of the guarantees. Guaranteed the Shield wins. Yeah, you have three former world champions on one side of things. It's one side of the side. And even though I like the um, promo, the New Day can't smack down saying that they have about 32 championships and almost all of them are Kofi's. <laughs> I like that. But, That's good. <laughs> he's just like, oh, he's real good. He's real good. Yeah. Oh, he's great. But um, they're just on... They're both really good factions and they're both really good as like a unit. But only one of them will like be big deals when that unit disbands. Like the shield will still there'll be three really strong main events up and mid card talents. If the new day ever disband or eventually disband, they're not really ever gonna get too far beyond the mid card as right. singles performers. It's, I mean, it seems like it seems so obvious that the Shield are going to win, which I, I think is a discredit to the New Day with how long they've had strong tag team championship reigns and they've been built up as actually not just like goofballs, but legitimate in the ring as well. Yeah, uh, they have a better track record than any other tag team in years. And yeah. they should realistically be the best option to fight the Shield. But, but you just still, like, it's yeah, like, you just see all the all the singles matches. You see like Roman Reigns versus Big E or Dean Ambrose versus exactly. Xavier Woods. It just it doesn't match up. It's just like oh, if these were all singles matches, the Shield would win hands down. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I'm still really looking forward to the match. I think it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. I think that this is another scenario where, on paper, this looks great. Uh, I think the execution will be great. I'm a fan of both teams. I want the New Day to win to a certain extent just because I like the New Day. But if I'm thinking of this through the mindset of proper booking, proper logic, it all boils down to the shield. And in the grand scheme of things, that's the thing that's going to matter the most. You can't also have the shield do their proper reunion and lose. Yeah. Even though they did have that match on uh, Raw and they had like, the live event things and on TLC where it was like Kurt Angle and uh, Triple H replacing Roman Reigns and stuff. It's like, this is really the Shields reunion. So fans are going to be into it. Crowd's actually been cheering Roman Reigns a little bit, but I do expect him to get booed here. Yeah, at least or at least when he tags into the exactly. match here. Yeah, it'll it'll be him. cheers for like both sides when it's like, say, Big E versus Dean Ambrose couple like split crowd kind of things. Then like Seth Rollins starts fighting Xavier Woods and it's like, you know, ah, some, some supporters for Rollins, some supporters for Woods. And it's like Kofi gets in there and people cheer. Roman Reigns gets in there. People boo. Like, yeah, I, I expect him to shit all over it, which will be fun. Do you imagine like just going along the structure of the match? Do you think one of these teams is going to be the decisive heel team? If there is one, I think it's going to be the new day. Yeah. I mean, I would, think so but i just think it makes more sense if the shield are because the shield are expected to be the winners and they're expected to be the dominant force in this match so i'd imagine like and especially with how well uh, xavier woods plays the baby face in peril he, he seems like the 
I mean, I don't want to discredit him as well because I think he's been putting in some very good performances in the last year or so. But he's the odd person out in this match, really, in terms of credibility in the ring. And so it probably makes the most sense if if they are going to have somebody play the heel, then Woods would be the person being beaten beaten up constantly. Hmm. Yeah, if you That's go with the beaten up kind of thing, yeah. But I can see Reigns... them being the cockiness. Oh yeah, true. And if if Reigns is going to get booed anyway, I just think why not just give the Shield the the heel treatment? I would love to see the backstage reaction when that happens because you got to imagine Vince is like sitting there, he's got his headphones on. And, uh, you know, they're all kind of like pumped up and they're like, fans are going to love this kind of a thing. And then it's like they start off the match and it's, you know, the the whole thing that I was saying before, like Ambrose gets in there and people are cheering. Rollins gets in there. And people are cheering. Rowan's gets in and they start booing and Vince just goes, motherfucker. <laughs> like, my God, I can't do anything to get this guy. <laughs> like, No, I've got a theory that um, like someone in the production team just channels in cheers to Vince's headset when that happens anyway, just... <laughs> There's just uh, the Stooges, uh, Briscoe and Patterson behind Vince going, ah, yeah, Robin, whoa. Yeah, yeah that's, we that's want this guy to be our champion. Woo, beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. And he's going, no, they love it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think. Vince is the mastermind. I just think Pat Patterson has a crush on Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> so we have agreed on everything so far, and I think we're going to agree on this one next too. Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles. I think this is another guarantee. I think it goes to Brock Lesnar. It's it's sad for me to say that, but yeah, it it does make the most sense that you give Brock Lesnar the win. It, it's kind of like, it's weird because we're saying that Charlotte, who's only just won the Women's Championship, can't really afford to lose her match against Alexa Bliss. But AJ Styles has only been champion less than two weeks, and we seem pretty convinced that he's going to lose to Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Um, he, it's gonna happen it's Brock Lesnar like Lesnar doesn't lose anything and I know that a lot sure. of people are really really excited for this and there's actually a lot of people that think that Styles can win but I don't want to get you guys down he's not winning there's no, no way no I don't think he's gonna win Um, I, I think wouldn't even is... be too shocked if he gets squashed really I don't want it to happen I really hope that they don't make that mistake because I think it would be a mistake yeah, I think they I think they can gauge what the reaction would be to that. I think this is going to be more Lesnar versus Punk than like Lesnar versus Ambrose. I think it's going to be it's still going to be one-sided towards Lesnar, but I think they're going to stretch stretch it out over about like 15 minutes or so. I hope than... so. Cuz if this I... ends up being a thing where it's like Styles just like jumps at him and Lesnar eats him up and spits him out and it's like a six minute match, then I'm going to be pissed because I get that their priority is Brock Lesnar because their priority is Roman Reigns. And again, yes, you're still going to hear it from me. I still think it's stupid that they're doing that. And I understand that no matter what, that is the main goal that they have going into. I mean, this entire year has been set up Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, and that's it. And even when they've gotten a couple of outs where they could have done something else, like they could have given that title to Braun Strowman and people would have gone crazy. They could have given it to Samoa Joe and people would have gone crazy. And they were like, nope, 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 no, 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 not going to listen. We're going to do this thing. Their priority is going to be Brock Lesnar. So he's going to win this match. And it's just a matter of how much offense are they willing to give AJ Styles? Are they going to give him the proper amount, which to be fair, 
it shouldn't be as much as Strowman and uh, Joe because they are bigger guys. They should put up a bigger fight against Brock Lesnar. But you can't make it be a Goldberg match. No. I mean, you should capitalize on the fact that AJ Styles has the speed advantage. Yeah. And use that as like, he essentially is constantly trying to go with the high-flying moves. He's attacking Lesnar from behind, like trying to tackle his like legs. And if you can build it around that, then you can have Styles survive longer than Strowman and Joe because they try and match uh, Lesnar power to power. So if Lesnar does like overpower them, then he's kind of fighting them on his own game. Styles offers a completely different challenge in that he'll essentially just try and evade everything that Lesnar throws at him, try to get out of every German suplex by flipping out of it or something along those lines. Yeah, it's speed and finesse instead of power. Yeah, and so that's why I think this match could be, could be, and I think really should be Lesnar's best match this year. And I'm not saying that his matches have been terrible. I think they've been underwhelming compared to the build to them or especially his singles matches this year. Um, they've certainly been memorable. And the Fatal 4-Way this year was like just like a beautiful chaos situation. But I think Styles is the right person. Styles is the best wrestler in WWE right now in terms of just someone who could be trusted to put on a performance with anybody and get like something that people were interested in. And if he can pull that off with like people like I don't know, Baron Corbin or something along those lines, he can definitely pull it out of Brock Lesnar, as long as Lesnar's interested. I think Lesnar will be. I think he knows this can be big. And say what you will about like Lesnar's commitment or his his work ethic, but I think above all else, he he prides himself on being a, a strong entertainer. And I think if he see if he feels the opponents the right like at his level, then he'll put on a show for them. Now, speaking of that, what's your thoughts about the whole Jinder Mahal thing? Because there's some people that are legitimately saying that they would have rather had seen the Jinder Mahal match. Are they I lying or delusional? <laughs> I can't see that ever being anything that would have been better than this. And I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't. I mean, even people that do support Jinder Mahal, and I think there are some people that do legitimately support him and have reasons for doing so. I don't think they could argue that that would be a better match than this one i just don't i just don't see their logic behind it like what justification could they have that that would be a better match than aj Styles versus brock lesnar there's yeah it's it it baffles me that some people just doing it to be different and the fact that they just don't like the fact that jinder mahal Hall lost the title in the way that he did which i'm so glad that he did oh yeah i'm so i'm glad he did i think in the end, the title reign has helped him. I think he could slot into a, a United States Championship role, an upper mid-card feud now, and definitely feel, yeah. feel like he belongs. So it has done its job. So I'm, I'm going to give WWE some credit for it. I still think that they dragged it on far too long, and it w- and he didn't actually live up to at least the in-ring side of being a WWE champion and led to some really forgettable matches to say the least or or memorable in the sense that they were bad but i just think it's crazy that they went into this thinking that lesnar versus mahal was good enough Mm. yeah i i mean maybe they just had a different view about it maybe that was going to be the squash match to have just 
Lesnar roll him over and then probably throw the things around as well because that would have been a fun spectacle. But yeah, I I just I didn't see the logic behind it initially. It just it was too much of a mismatch. This even though I still think Lesnar's going to win, it feels more competitive. It feels more like well, maybe Styles could win. Like it's just that maybe. It just needs that maybe to make it slightly more interesting. Hmm. With Mahal, it just seemed too. I mean, put it this way: it seemed far too obvious that Mahal would lose. And if Mahal was to win, then people would just crap all over it because they're saying, "Oh, that's not that's so unrealistic that Lesnar would lose to Jinder Mahal." Whereas this one, people can be a bit more understanding about it if if Lesnar was to somehow lose. It still boils down to Lesnar. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm still 100 percent in on your side in thinking that Lesnar's gonna win this. But I just like the fact that there's an there's an element of doubt in it, at least creeping in the back of my mind that Styles might actually pull this off. Okay, so we still have two more matches left to talk about, and these are the two elimination matches. And the difference between these two, in my mind, are almost. I mean, there's one of them that I think is another guarantee. And there's another one that could go either way. And the guarantee I think that we're going with here is it all boils down. I'm using that phrase so much in this uh, podcast. This is Asuka's win. Yes. And for the teams, for those who uh, can't read, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Team Raw consists of the captain is Alicia Fox, Asuka, Bailey, Nia Jax, and Sasha Banks. Team SmackDown is led by Becky Lynch, and it also includes Carmella, Naomi, Tamina, and a mystery woman. Mm. A lot of people might be thinking that that mystery woman could be... (laughs) Not anymore than that, I think I released. But a lot of people thinking that the mystery woman could be Paige. Makes sense to me. Some people thinking that the mystery woman is Nikki Bella. Another one makes sense. And unfortunately, there is the bland option of it just being Natalia. I, I don't think it's going to be Natalia just because if it was Natalia, they would have just said it immediately. That's my philosophy, too. I think that if they were going to go with Natalia, they would have just said the loser of this match is going to still be a part of Team SmackDown and... And Natalia is going to have to try to work her way back up and get good graces and whatever like that. I think the fact that it's to be determined means Paige or Nikki Bella. And I would actually lean more towards Paige. I think, uh, yeah, it seems like the obvious option to put Paige into it. Um, If I could entertain maybe a couple more possibilities. Uh, One name that's sneaking into my mind is Ember Moon. Could, the, could potentially happen if she doesn't win that title. Yeah, I think one of the NXT people, if they don't win the title, might just be pushed straight onto Team SmackDown. And there's one that might be a bit like out there, but I'm just trying to look at the possibilities. Shayna Baszler. That is a slight possibility. She's now officially part of WWE. She has signed, as far as I'm aware. Yep, she is. So, And she hasn't appeared on NXT yet. And they're obviously going to be building towards the four horsewomen versus four horsewomen match at WrestleMania. 
But of course, if she was in it, then she'd probably have to win. Which obviously put, takes away from Asuka's one, unless she gets herself like intentionally disqualified or something along those lines. And I don't think that they'll even do that necessarily. I think that if they do that, it kind of diminishes her undefeated streak. Yeah. Oh yeah, but I mean, I mean more along the lines of Baszler just like starts beating someone up and the referee disqualifies. Oh, Baszler gets DQ. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, yeah, not Asuka. I still think Asuka would win regardless of it, but it would have something like Baszler would just be, I don't know, like just like, just wailing on Sasha Banks or something. Yeah, or I'd say probably Bailey because she's more like the the little girl just getting beaten up or something. <laughs> I mean, she makes <laughs> she makes she makes Bailey tap out and then just refuses to release the hold. And then she gets disqualified. That'd probably be a good introduction. That could be a, another possibility. But I still think Paige is the most likely. Yeah, option. I think that Paige was backstage on Raw because they were taking her uh, screenshots. Like just oh, taking I a bunch see. of photos. They're going to replace her, uh, her like transparent image on the website. Give her something that's like a little bit more up to date. Maybe she changed her look a little bit. I don't know. I think that I, that's what she was doing. I still think they had every intention of making her part of Team Raw until the last minute, and they decided against it. And I know I've I've heard the rumors of like the fact that she shared Instagram pictures with Alicia Fox and Renee Young before going on to Raw, and people wanted to get it as a surprise, even though basically anyone who looks at wrestling on the internet knew that Paige was probably going to be put onto Team Raw, so it wasn't exactly a huge surprise either way. But I mean, I don't, I don't buy into all the fans that one Instagram photo was going to ruin it. But then again, it got Jimmy Jake was fired, so who knows at this point in time. Uh, but yeah, it seems there must be something up with having a spare slot on Team SmackDown and not just giving it to Natalia. And it is yeah. weird to think that like SmackDown has this blank spot, and whoever comes into that should be the focal point, but it's still like, now you're still going to lose to Asuka. Yeah, but it's obviously the the good thing about a Survivor Series elimination match is the variety of ways that you can lose. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to be someone, doesn't mean that this person has to get pinned to lose it, or even if they do, it doesn't have to be in a very like decisive manner it can just be like a roll up or something or miscommunication with their own team which kicks off another feud for the, yep. the coming months like i can imagine Paige getting on the team having some sort of miscommunication with becky lynch and that starts a feud between those two yeah it's like the two of them are arguing becky's trying to say i'm the team captain here listen to me and Paige is going rah, 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 just being a fucking pain <laughs> in the ass and then before you know it, Oscar rolls up Paige and eliminates her, and that's the end of it, kind of a thing. Like, yeah, that could very well happen. Or, I mean, she could just lose. Like, and if it's Nikki Bella, it's even easier because Nikki Bella could just lose too. And yeah, you know, they do have two people on Raw that can beat anybody on the other team, and that's Nia Jax and Oscar. Yeah, it's gonna be quite interesting to see how they try and balance that out because they've tried booking. I mean, they've obviously had Nia Jax lose fairly often i mean not consistently but in big matches she does tend to either tap out or get pinned in matches it'd be interesting to see how both of them fare on the same team and who they put their priorities behind like, i can imagine them both ahead. being the or i could just imagine them both being like the final two for raw yeah that's 
there's two options here. I think that they either go with Asuka and Naya are the final two, and we have no soul survivors at all, or if we do, it's in the men's match, or Asuka gets the soul survivor spot, and that's it. Like, yeah, that's it has to be no matter what, Asuka has to stay. Like, she can't lose here. And it would be bullshit if they had her get disqualified and be like, oh, she got eliminated, but not really, that kind of a thing. Because then they start doing that shit all the time where it's like, they're undefeated, they've never been pinned or submitted, and it just kind of diminishes it. Like, yeah, give somebody an undefeated thing where they're legitimately undefeated. They haven't lost a tag team match, they haven't lost a battle royal, nothing. Just flat out undefeated. Every match that they've been in, they've won. Mm-hmm. Whether they were part of a team, something separate, Fatal 4-Way, you know, whatever it is. Just Asuka needs to win this match. And not only does she need to win it for just the undefeated streak, she needs to win it because that cements her undefeated streak. For the people exactly. that don't watch NXT, this is just a story. They don't know anything about Asuka. She's just the chick that beat Emma twice. And yeah, she beat Emma into her time, essentially. Yeah. And uh, Stacy Coates and whatever. It's like, that doesn't matter, you know? But if she's a sole survivor, then it matters. Yeah, then she's important. She's a focal point. Yep. She's someone, oh, okay, this is the person that's going to be fighting for the title soon or something along those lines, or it's going to be in a big match. It's it's important for her credibility that she not only survived this match, but I think the sole survivor thing would make her stand out a lot more. And Nia Jax doesn't have to be pinned or made to submit. She could do what she always does in matches, which is to run into the ring post and get counted out or something. Yeah, they can make that. Or they can, you know what? They could have some kind of a thing where it's like, say, because there's a lot of variety with Survivor Series matches too. That's one of the things that gets overlooked a little bit. You can have a scenario where Team SmackDown beats everybody on Team Raw except for Nia Jax and Asuka right off the bat. Yeah. And then they have to pretty much fight a two on five match. At that point, you can have two people on Team SmackDown team up on Nia Jax to take her out. Whether it's like, you know, the I would assume at that point Asuka and Nia Jax get at least one win. And then you have like four on two, and then it's two on two, and then that kind of a thing. But the, I could see a double team, whether it's like Becky and Naomi or. Maybe if they want to try to give Tamina a little bit of a push as a powerhouse, maybe it's Naomi, uh, not Naomi, uh, Tamina, and somebody else, and they just team up against Nia just enough to score a quick pin, and they could even do the type of pin too, where they pin her, and while it's hitting three, she like starts to kick out. So it's yeah. like, oh, they just barely got Nia Jax out of the way, and then it's like, well, it's all up to Asuka, and then Asuka steamrolls. Yeah. Or do that thing where you have like two people pinning them at the same time, like one stacks on top of the other to try and get pinned. Yep. Pin they, on. There's a lot of ways that they can get out of Nia Jax. Yeah. Or they can keep her on there. Like we said, I mean, could be Nia Jax and Asuka together. It'd be interesting, like, who's the fight? I mean, we both believe that Asuka's going to win and Team Raw is going to win. It'd be interesting to see who the final person on SmackDown will be. I got to imagine it's either the mystery person or Becky. Yeah, they make the most sense. So just. I've got a feeling that Carmella's going to be one of the first people eliminated pretty early on. Although it would be kind of funny if Carmella's last. Like if everybody else runs through and they all put up a big fight and then it's just like Asuka versus Carmella and she just eats her up, you know? Yeah. 
it'd be interesting. There's there's definitely a lot of variety. It's it's the, the best thing about these Survivor Series matches. There's a lot of unpredictability, even when something seems to be very predictable. And as far as the match quality goes, I'm excited. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, it'll be a you good know. match. Th- that's kind of the running theme. Like this all seems like it's going to be fun. Yeah. Whether it's <laughs> like Alexa versus Charlotte, normally a lot of the women's matches, a lot of people crap on them. That could be really good. Baron Corbin versus The Miz. There's no match on the card that feels like that. Lesnar Styles, that's going to be weird. Usos and the Bar, that'll be like very evenly matched. The Shield and uh, the New Day is going to be kind of kooky. It's going to be fun, but yeah. it all boils down again. I want to say that phrase <laughs> to a lot of boiling today. Yeah, lots of boiling. It's quite hot. The predictions are hinging on this last match. The men's traditional Survivor Series elimination match. Team Raw, you got the team captain, Kurt Angle, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, and Triple H. And then you got for Team SmackDown, team captain, Shane McMahon, Bobby Roode, John Cena, Randy Orton, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Holy shit, that is... A stacked double team kind of a scenario. And you got part-timers, you got new faces, new feuds that could happen. We could see, like, Finn Balor versus Randy Orton for the first time. You can see Samoa Joe and John Cena, which you haven't really seen all that much. Shane McMahon and Braun Strowman, Triple H and Nakamura. There's a, you know, Triple H and Bobby Roode is going to be something that'll pop the crowd. Kurt Angle and Nakamura, like, there's a lot of variety here, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And I don't know who's going to win. This really is the hardest one for me to call. Yeah. And I think part of the reason why it's so difficult to call is because I think the outcome of this match is not going to hinge on just the 10 people that are in this match. Absolutely not. There is so much potential for people to interfere here. Should Should we... Because obviously the first one to mention would be Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan, um, uh, I mean, he has to do something here. Whether it's he... like pre-show and he tries to argue his case and that's it. And that's like, then they kind of pick it back up on Raw. Or he comes out here and he fucks over Team Raw. I think he'll, I think he's going to cause Triple H to get eliminated. That's a possibility. And that's the only thing he's going to do i don't think he's going to cost the team entirely but i think he's going to be the person that leads to triple h getting eliminated and i think that's going to lead to a triple h versus jason jordan match somewhere down the line just mm. because it seems to be that they're they're building towards kurt angle versus triple h at wrestlemania yeah that i seems think that, to be the obvious trajectory i think that that's pretty much set at this point and i think that, like a stopgap towards that is to have jordan versus triple h and triple h just wrecks him Oh yeah, definitely. But in this sort of like the the Triple H way of just being in the ring with me is like yeah. pushing. <laughs> I I do have an issue with it. I I can't. I I love what Triple H does with NXT. I love him being the behind the scenes person and bringing new people through and trying to change the way that WWE does wrestling through NXT that he will eventually introduce to the uh, main roster. But when it comes down to it, it's it's all about him. And it has always been about him. Even building people up from NXT is all about him because it makes him look good. Well, it's all about the game and how you play it. <laughs> exactly. 
and having to see him and his wife just go back to dominating Raw for the next few months is not exactly going to be the most exciting part of each show to me. But I can't deny the fact that he is a, a powerful draw and having him in this match definitely adds a lot more excitement than Jason Jordan. But then there's Jason Jordan on the Raw side and on the SmackDown side, we have Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And this is where this all gets confusing because to me, the Jason Jordan thing, he could get Triple H uh, counted out or disqualified or distraction and then he gets pinned by somebody else. Or Jason Jordan can be so like adamant that like the Triple H thing happens that it essentially ends up being a heel turn. Yeah. And that's where things can get weird because if he turns heel and Team Raw loses, then Team SmackDown has to win. But SmackDown's got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. You also have, and this is what's crazy about this whole thing, Kane for Braun Strowman. Yes. There's a, there's so many people that are engaged in feuds of people not in this match. And there's even Bray Wyatt. Yeah, there's, Bray Wyatt. A, there's a chance that they pick back up with that Bray Wyatt-Finn Balor feud. Oh, God, I hope not. Or but, Bray Wyatt does something with Kurt Angle. Like, yeah, there's a and Kurt Angle and Triple H are obviously going to be having like they're going to be butting heads. You could have something with like, I mean, I know this is probably a bit more far fetched, but like the Miz and Kurt Angle have been butting heads a lot. So if Miz was to lose his match and just get really petulant about it, he could get involved. On the SmackDown side of things, obviously, you have Kevin Owens and. Uh, Sami Zayn, but I think you also have to take into account Daniel Bryan as well. They've been doing a lot of stuff with Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon having issues. Yeah. And there's at least a part of me that's starting to think Daniel Bryan's contract might be coming up. And it is. that they well, might. It, it, late 2018, it's coming up. Oh, late 2018. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was I... either early 2018 or late 2017. No, it's definitely it is coming up, but it's definitely towards the end of next year. But I still think this could be the it, he could be in for a bit of a change of character between then now and then because I think WWE will probably if they do think they're going to lose him because he wants to wrestle on the independents or what have you or Ring of Honor or New Japan, then they're going to have to try and think of a way of turning the fans on him. Um, safe face. I wouldn't be too shocked if something happens where. Even though Kurt Angle and Shane McMahon have this like feud going on, the Triple H thing could take precedent over it. Yeah. And we could end up getting Shane McMahon splitting with Daniel Bryan and Kurt Angle going over to SmackDown. Definitely could be a potential, potential way to go about things. Um, yeah, I hadn't really thought about that too much, but... There's so many sense. things. There's so yeah, many variables. Yeah, and that's not even just taking account of what's going to happen between these 10 men. I mean, just look at the caliber of people we've got going on. Like, how are all these people going to get eliminated or how are they going to gel together in the match? I mean, you look at Braun Strowman, you assume that Kane's going to get involved in some capacity to lead to his elimination. The Kurt Angle and Triple H thing is obviously reaching a, bo a boiling point, and we don't know if Jason Jordan's going to get involved. Yeah, boiling down. <laughs> Uh, Finn Balor and Samoa Joe, they definitely obviously could get eliminated at any point because even though they're both big names, they're not like infallible in any sense. Same probably goes for Nakamura and Bobby Roode on SmackDown side. Randy Orton as well could be eliminated by 
pretty much anybody. Shane McMahon probably would have some sort of involvement with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And then there's John Cena, who's probably the biggest anomaly out of all this stuff because he's just coming straight back into this match after being away for a good number of months. And being on Raw. Yeah, and being on Raw. He's not he's not involved in any feuds. He has no connection with anybody in this match. Like beyond the fact that he has been on SmackDown and Raw recently. This will be I assume the catalyst I don't know whether this is a one off or not. Like, well what's weird with John Cena is he is arguably the biggest star in the match. Yeah. Yet at the same time, I could see him losing to anybody on Team Raw. Oh, definitely. Like, Triple H beating John Cena, okay. They've had their matches before. They've both won matches. Sure. Samoa Joe against John Cena? Samoa Joe beating John Cena gives them cause to have another feud down the line. Finn Balor, maybe he wants to put over the younger guy. Braun Strowman, of course, has a chance to beat him because he's Braun fucking Strowman. And Mm -hmm. Kurt Angle and John Cena, they've had their history together and all that. He's a legend, so that makes perfect sense. I'm looking forward to that meeting in the ring of Kurt Angle and... and John Cena. Yeah, because it's just like, it's, it's where John Cena started, was against Kurt Angle. So you like, know, oh. they if they do that stare down, he's got to say ruthless aggression. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a missed opportunity if he doesn't. And they start playing word life instead. That's it, like... And you could get like, a guy like a Bobby Roode, he can pretty much lose to anybody. I'm thinking he'll probably get pinned by Triple H. Potentially. There's, I mean, there's such a good opportunity for a lot of feuds to develop off the back of this but it's weird because it's raw versus smackdown so you won't see those feuds and i for a while. i have to preface or no well, not really preface because we've already been into this but i have to state something that i think people need to be aware of since we have so many people in this match not everybody can be the star no. and it's going to upset a lot of people if like well braun Strowman didn't get any eliminations if he looks okay that's what matters. Yeah. Somebody's going to have to be the first eliminated. And out of every single person that's here, I'm hoping that that's either Finn Balor or Randy Orton. But, I mean, somebody's going to have to do it. If it's Nakamura, that would be shocking to me. If it's Bobby Roode, I think it would be a mistake. I would be okay with it being Shane McMahon, but I don't think that that makes a whole lot of sense. And... It's tough. It's a tough call to make because I do think Braun Strowman will look strong, but he's not going to get like – it's not going to be like a, a Braun strowman Oscar situation where he runs through Team SmackDown and he eliminates three out of five people. Yeah. He'll probably get a, one elimination. He might get one elimination, I think, or he might just like throw everyone in Team SmackDown, Kane's pyro hits, and then just get going yeah. with that. Kane's going to screw him for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, it's odd to think about who's going to be the first elimination. I do agree that, obviously, not everyone can be the star of this match, and people will probably have to make due with the fact that people like Bobby Roode and Shinsuke Nakamura are there, obviously, because they do add a lot of star power, but they're not focal points at the moment, so they are going to get eliminated, and they are going to get pinned. So you just yeah, got to watch think, out for that side of things. I think but, the four stars of this match are Angle, McMahon, Triple H, and John Cena. And I would even argue it's Angle McMahon and Triple H. Yeah, which is like such a weird situation that basically all the corporate figures are the actual 
story of this match. Actually, you know what? I would take John Cena and put Strowman in there a little bit more. Now that I'm thinking about it. But still, Angle, McMahon, Triple H. The heads of the brands are the focal points. Yeah. So if you've got to take like a Finn Balor and he just eats an RKO, it's got to happen at some point. Like somebody, somebody's got to pin Finn Balor. He's not going to be the guy who ends up being a sole survivor. Some Randy Orton's not going to be a sole survivor for the fourth time, I think. He's definitely had it a lot, yeah. Like, can you imagine, like, with all these interferences coming on, and then there's down to the final two, Dolph Ziggler crawls in from under the ring and just super kicks somebody. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I mean, anything can happen when it comes to this. We could have the all of those interferences come because Raw and SmackDown just start brawling all over the place. Yeah, could just be, like, this massive brawl over the ring with just everybody that was involved for the previous night, and then... Charles Robinson's oh. in the ring just going like, how the fuck do I keep track of all this? Yeah. Um, I mean, this match is probably, I mean, Survivor Series is obviously a four-hour show. I know it's a very stacked card and we want to give everything a lot of time, but this match is probably going to go close to an hour. Yeah. I'm assuming this is like a 40-minute match. Yeah. Um, so I think everyone's going to get a lot of opportunity to get their, their stuff in. Um, Don't make the same mistake that they did before. Don't do the Ryback thing where it's like you eliminate somebody that would be a shock really early on just because you want people to go, whoa, okay. Yeah, because they they didn't do it. They didn't come off as a shock. It came off as a, oh, shit, he's he's dead already. Oh, they're mad at Ryback. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Ryback came back and they decided to bury him already. That was quick. Took him like two weeks earlier than I expected him to. I don't think they're going to do that with any of these ones here. I think they're actually going to... It, it seems like there's so many big names in this, they've got to just be really smart with the booking here, which I know is putting them under a lot of pressure, but I think they'll deliver with this one. I have high hopes for it. So with Owens and Zane potentially costing SmackDown, that makes me start to think that it's a Raw win, but... I mean, Kane takes out Strowman, Angle does something with Triple H... Uh, you know, I I think it boils. Damn it! I'm gonna say that again. <laughs> Why am I saying that so much today? Holy shit! Because you really like hot water. I must be cold or something. I don't know. Yeah. It, it all, uh, it, it's angle Triple H. Mm. That's the main factor here. More so uh, than even Zayn and uh, Owens, I think, because Zayn and Owens are going to do something. They they have to. It's too weird for them not to be on yeah. this card. Well, I just, it's, I think, like, I, I may agree with you that a lot of it boils down to Triple H and Kurt Angle, but I think a lot of it also boils down to Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan. I think that that could be the big thing that sways it as well. I mean, like you, I'm. It could go compl- either way, and there's really no way to have a fully accurate prediction. Yeah, well, I mean. I bet there's a chance that WWE hasn't even decided yet. There's a good chance that's a possibility. Especially because they just keep changing this card. <laughs> so and there's mean, a chance can... too. I mean, shit, we did the call of the spot and we were like, okay, well, we know that these are the people and all that. And then it's like, all right, Charlotte wins the title and like, uh, let's have a mystery person and let's throw whatever in there. It's like all crazy. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, well, they could just do like John Cena eliminates all members of Team Raw. And then... <laughs> <laughs> We're back to the status quo. Build a team up for WrestleMania. So if I'm go- looking at my list and I'm taking out everybody other than Angle and Triple H, and then I'm taking out 
if by some chance there was a sole survivor on SmackDown, I think it would be Nakamura, but I don't think that that's going to happen. I don't think John Cena is going to get a big push out of it. I don't think Bobby Roode's going to. <sighs> All right, so here's where push comes to shove. Gun to your head, time. Kurt Angle and Triple H have a story for the future. They are clearly going to butt heads, mm-hmm. but they can continue to butt heads with a win. Shane McMahon getting interference with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I think that that does end Team SmackDown because Team SmackDown have been the heels. They were the ones that attacked Raw first. It's 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 such a weird dynamic because they should be the heels, but I th- I don't know if you get this or not. It, it definitely seems to affect me that you just naturally incline towards SmackDown almost. Well, it's because... kind of like the right rooting for the underdog. Yeah, exactly. You just you just know that Raw is the bigger deal, so you want to support SmackDown. SmackDown feels even though they did strike first and was were heelish in their actions and Raw's. Um, attack in the latest episode of SmackDown was going to be the wrench angle. They came across as the heels in that. And so I'm I'm personally like would root for SmackDown over Raw. Just it's just a natural inclination for me. I grew up watching SmackDown. I didn't grow up watching Raw. So um but uh yeah it's it's a I'd be interested to see how the crowd is split on this one. Yeah, they're probably just going to be cheering and booing like crazy and not knowing yeah. really like how to uh how to balance everything out. But that just makes it even more interesting. Uh, you know, I'm I'm still I'm going to go I'm going to go team raw. And I think that it's going to happen where it'll be Triple H at the end. He'll be the savior. And then he'll be able to complain afterward and be like, you didn't even win. It took me to do it. And uh, Shane McMahon can pick up where he left off with Owens and Zane and be like, we would have won if it wasn't for you two fucking things up. Yeah, I'm also going for Team Raw. I just think the the Zane and Owens thing, for that to have a definitive impact, SmackDown need to lose. But for the Triple H, Kurt Angle thing, then... It doesn't have to mean that Raw loses. And if I'm going for a sole survivor for Team Raw, I'm going to Mojo. Could happen. I'm thinking he I think in the Zane Owens thing is gonna like end up costing SmackDown to the extent that they get like uh I think they get Shame at Man eliminated, maybe Randy Orton eliminated, because it's obviously they've been feuding with them as well, maybe Nakamura. And I think it's going to boil down to the final two of uh, Samoa Joe and John Cena. Hmm. And that will build their feud going to WrestleMania because that's a feud I definitely want to see at WrestleMania. Even though a lot of people saying that Cena will win the 17th title, I think it makes more sense for him to be feuding with Samoa Joe. I would much rather see Samoa Joe versus John Cena than John Cena versus Jinder Mahal. Exactly. And especially because that means that Jinder Mahal has to win the title back and I don't want that to happen. I don't think that's going to happen anymore. I think no. Nakamura wins the Royal Rumble or the Elimination Chamber and fights AJ Styles for the title at WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, it would make a lot of sense to have Nakamura win this match, but I just think 
they need to have Owens and Zayn reach the level they want to reach them. They want it seems that they want them to be reaching for in terms of like top heels on SmackDown. They need to have a decisive impact on this match as opposed to just you know doing something to get Shane eliminated and then not having any real impact on the match beyond that. Well, what's funny about this is we both go Team Raw, mm-hmm. but we both go Team Raw for both elimination matches, and that's what's a little strange. It is, it is a little odd like that, but I think as long as you balance out the matches to say, like... Well, we both have Lesnar, yeah. and we both have Team Raw for the elimination matches, and we both have the Shield. So those yeah. are four wins for uh, Raw. Yeah. And then we've both got Baron Corbin and Charlotte Flair. And because of the way that if I'm going Team Raw, then I mean I have to go with the Usos because it has to be 4-3. It can't be 5-2 without it looking weird. Yeah, it definitely will be 3-3 free, free going into the final match. It just I know that's predictable, but it's predictable in the right way. It's logical. You need right. to have the final match mean something, which is weird because last year, obviously, they just had Team Raw win the first two matches and then the final match didn't mean anything even though they made it seem like SmackDown won the night because they won the the big elimination match. And I'd be okay with them not doing the, like, they, they shouldn't do, like, say, uh, the Shield wins, and then Charlotte wins, and then the women's match, Team Raw wins, and then Corbin wins, and then ends up being like, oh, yeah. it's 1-1-1-1. One, 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 one. It should be like the Shield and... Uh, you know the match order doesn't make sense, but it's like the Shield and then Brock Lesnar win, and it's two on Raw and SmackDown is like, oh shit, we need to start winning. Yeah, I'd be happy with like Raw gets two wins and then SmackDown wins the next three, and then you have yep. the Lesnar versus Styles match to the Raw wins it, and then you you have it all resting on the final one. Yeah, I think that that's a better way to book it. Yeah. And then Raw wins, and then Raw gets their victory, but at the same time, Triple H and Kurt Angle can still bitch and complain to each other. They could do a whole, like, Jason Jordan gets sacrificed kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Kane picks up where he left off with Braun Strowman. They have a match on Raw afterward at some point, because they never really had their full match on Raw this week. So they need yeah. to do that. It's, it's going to be some kind of a gimmick match, that's for sure. Probably probably Raw 25, I'm thinking, the 25th anniversary show. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so it ends up being Team Raw with one victory more. Mm-hmm. So those are our predictions for Survivor Series. Make sure you guys stay tuned to the website for the live coverage of that. Of course, the post show coming up afterward on Sunday night where we're going to break down everything that actually did happen, see what we were right about, what we were wrong about, you know, the different things like that. Uh, I'm excited as hell for it. I think this is going to be potentially the best uh, pay-per-view of the year for sure. And if I'm disappointed, then I'll be really disappointed. <laughs> it's going to be a big show. I'm really, really looking forward to this one. I'm yeah. looking forward to. I'm looking forward to NXT as well. It's a big show. <laughs> many, many hours that I'm going to be working this weekend. Not looking forward to that. <laughs> this week's just been crazy when it comes to that. But uh, it's all worth it. So. Or at least it better be worth it. Mm -hmm. But make sure that you guys leave your comments below and tell us what you think is going to be happening at Survivor Series, whether you agree or you disagree with us. If you think we're crazy and that Team SmackDown is going to win all these matches, that we think that Raw is going to win and 
Who do you think are going to be the sole survivors? Do you actually think it's okay if Oscar loses through DQ or Countout or whatever? Are you one of the people that actually thinks that Styles has a chance at winning? You know, spitball, whatever ideas you got in your mind, then drop them in the comments below and keep the discussion going there. But as far as uh, following us for more uh, content in the future, obviously follow Smartout Moment at Smartout Moment on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't done that already. Ring that bell for notifications to check off that and get uh, aware of when we do post these post shows because those are the next things that are going to be coming up. And uh, follow Callum over at Wigmeister14. Mm-hmm. Follow me at Wigmeister14 on yeah on Twitter and uh, definitely check out Smartout Moment for all the articles. Big weekend, uh, obviously. Takeover Survivor Series will be putting out the weekly content in the build-up to that event, so check out the website for any excellent wrestling news. You could find out today that James Ellsworth got released, if you didn't know that already. uh, That was a big thing that turned up. (laughs) Hopefully that's the only big news that I gotta do today. Too many other things I wanna work on. Don't uh, don't overload me too much, WWE. Yeah. Oh, Pages has been released. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm so devastated. Uh, yeah, so uh, if you are following the Fanboys Anonymous side of things, the next thing you'll be seeing is going to be the Justice League review tomorrow night, and then following that is going to be the episode breakdown, 13 episodes of The Punisher, a couple hours after that, so I'm not going to get much sleep. So that'll be great. But at the very least, it's more content for you guys. So uh, for all those kind of things, thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you when we see you on whatever platform it is. This has been another Smart Out moment, and we are being counted out. Bye.